Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And because you know that my passion, what is it? To help dads become heroes. I love that you're tuning in this week so that you as fathers are getting more tools for your toolbox so that you can be the dad you want to be and that your daughter and your son need you to be. You know the template by now, so I'll do this part quickly, but it's on your mark, get set, go. Where you as dads picture yourselves standing side by side each other, ready to run your fathering race this week. I'm on the sidelines as your coach, cheering you on and saying, on your mark, that's the theme or the topic this week, get set. I'm filling that in with stories and stats and go is always your one action step where you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, today on your mark, here's the title, lead her to say more than yes to the dress. Well, what's funny about this title today is that I have no idea whether you as dads even know about the show called Say Yes to the Dress. You've probably seen it or heard about it, but if you are a dad with daughters, I'm guessing you've heard about it, right? So here's the deal. Today, I want to talk about leading her to say more than yes to the dress to dream beyond the dress. And by that, we're talking about the wedding dress, right? Well, because like I said, you may have heard about this show. We're not the only ones that have heard about it. I looked this up online. It's insane the amount of views this show has. It's a little on the crazy side. I actually found that there have been more than 100,000 views just in the past month. Okay, my goodness. There has to be a reason for that, right? Which invites the question, Why is this show so popular? What is it about this whole wedding dress thing, marriage thing, that captures the world, not just America, by storm? I mean, my working theory is that women live vicariously through other women. So the show capitalizes on that collective romantic ideal inside of women, and they're drawn to this kind of a storyline that plays out that has to do with weddings. And so today I wanted to talk about the fact that you as dads could lead your daughters to think beyond just saying yes to the dress. So I'm going to fill that in, and I hope this is a really fun conversation today. But I actually talked to a dad two days ago who told me that he watches this show, Say Yes to the Dress, with his 17-year-old daughter all the time. So, of course, I was there applauding him. And he said, yeah, I've gotten in a lot of time with this show, but man, has it yielded, right, dividends. We've bonded, he said, he and his daughter over this show. Now, here's what's interesting is this happens to be a divorced dad. And I I just want to stand and applaud those of you dads who end up doing things that you may not do if mom was around, like, oh, let mom and daughter watch that show. But I again and again hear dads say that they are doing things that are a bit out of their comfort zone because they're, right, they're, they're running the show, if you will, at home as the dad doing it all when he has his kids with him. And I just was so proud of this dad that said, yep, I'm even watching that show with my daughter. So you may be like him, where you watch Say Yes to the Dress with the girls in your life. You know that it's filmed in New York City, or maybe you don't. I'll fill you in on that. It's at Kleinfeld's, which is this high-end bridal store. And you guys, listen to this. I have seen dresses where they come in and say, oh, I only have 2000 to spend, because they always ask them. There's one that was 29000 Is that crazy for a dress? Oh, my goodness. If that isn't getting a dad's attention, right, that, oh, my goodness, that's not going to be my daughter. 
So here's the deal. I have watched this show on and off through the years, and I've probably in the last year and a half or two years written down quotes that I have collected when I have heard them interview brides-to-be and said, tell us about your fiancé. Now, as you listen to these statements, I have to ask, as you probably will with me, I wonder if they're going to be saying these things, you know, a year into marriage, five years into marriage, because these are really idyllic on the front end. So I just thought it would be a fun way to start this conversation today as you hear some of the quotes that I've collected from daughters that clearly they're daughters, right? A lot of them are talking about their dad walking them down the aisle, but these women have said these things about their fiancés. One said, our souls just work together. Okay, I'll do my best to try not sound sarcastic, but they are, some of these are really funny. Some of them are great, but listen to some of these. We are like two peas in a pod, and all we ever need is each other. Okay, I'm trying to say this with a straight voice, but I can't. Listen to this one. Austin is the perfect guy for me because we've been friends for a long time, and it just turned into a relationship. Okay, that one's good, right? Here's another one. We love to make each other laugh and make fun of each other. Okay, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder how long that's going to last. Because most women I know do not like being made fun of over the long haul. Okay, listen to this one. He is so hot. He's so attractive. He is my everything. He's my rock. Okay, okay, you go, girl. Another one, he's my best friend and makes me the happiest girl in the world. Okay, good. Here's another one. He's got the biggest heart and he's kind to everyone. I can't believe I get to marry him. Okay, see, I'm, I'm balancing this out. These are the ones I collected. Here's another one. I get so emotional when I talk about him because he is such an amazing person. We've been through a lot. We've had lots of ups and downs, and we finally get to get married, and I'm excited to spend the rest of my life with him. Woohoo! That's awesome. Okay, listen to some of these other ones that I'm like, okay, I wonder how that's going to work out. He's the yin to my yang. He balances me out. Okay. Here's another one. Kevin just understands me, and he knows when to stop me. Okay, I'm thinking to myself again, I wonder how long that's going to last. Because again, most women I know do not like to be stopped, corrected, you know, brought in, tone it down. So again, this is what she said on the front end of Say Yes to the Dress. Here's another one. Joe is the perfect guy for me. We met on social media and we were engaged four months later and we've been together 10 months. We are perfect in every way because we're so different from each other. Okay, are you with me going, I would not put any stock on that one that it's going to last. We're so different, and we've hardly known each other, not even a year, but we're perfect in every way. Another one used that same word. He's the perfect guy for me. He listens and trusts me. We work together. He's the true love of my life. So again, he listens and trusts me. Now, looking at divorce rates, you guys, we go out a decade and say, why are women no longer saying he listens to me? Are men doing things on the front end that they don't carry out later? Yes, many of you have told me that's the truth. Well, there you have it. There's all these comments from brides-to-be about the man of her dreams. And clearly you heard how many of them talked about their fiancé being the perfect man. Again, I go out five or ten years. That is not what I hear from a lot of women who have been married ten or twenty years. Where did that ideal, where's that rosy-tinted glasses Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Because the perfection that they once saw begins to break down once the flaws are seen both ways, right? So at the time of choosing their dresses, they're happy and hopeful and expectant for the future in a positive way, right? But then something happens. And I have to wonder 
if there would be a way that dads could help their daughters think beyond the dress, think about saying more than yes to the dress. At least that's the premise of this conversation today. So I believe that this whole thing about women being obsessed about weddings, where we vicariously live through each other's stories, may have a little bit of a tagline, because here's what I hear on this show. So I, I think it's even broader than the show. But this is what I hear the entourage often say to the bride-to-be. Entourage, that's the group of people that the bride has brought along, family and friends, to help weigh in on whether that dress looks good on her. Here's the gist of what I often hear. You only get married once, so get the dress of your dreams, to wear at the venue of your dreams, where you'll marry the man of your dreams, so that all of your dreams will come true. Okay, that's not the whole thing, but that's the gist. That's my summary. But often, you guys, it starts with, you only get married once. We know that is not true. The research supports it. I've, I've looked at it this week. I'll cite you one statistic from the American Psychological Association that just this year reported on a study that said about 40 to 50% of married couples in the U.S. end in divorce, with the divorce rate being even higher than that for subsequent marriages. So for anyone listening who has been through a divorce or has friends or family who have been through a divorce, we all know about the devastating ripple effect of a divorce. So that's why, again, I'm having this conversation with you dads today saying what needs to happen on the front end of saying yes to the dress that would allow brides-to-be think beyond just their wedding day and putting everything into that day. So if your daughters love the idea of saying yes to the proposal, yes to the dress, yes to the flowers, and the cake, and the venue, and the jewelry, and on it goes, and all that energy goes into one day, into the externals, without there being equal or even more investment into what is on the inside of who they are as people, could that lack of congruence between internal and external realities be what's influencing our divorce rates? I have to believe they are, because it's almost like there is a myth being perpetuated that if you say yes to the dress, then you are saying yes to your happily ever after, which we all know just ain't true, is it? So this is why I am appealing to you as dads, saying maybe there needs to be a shift where you as fathers get to lead the way because you're leading the conversations with your girls, with your daughters, to encourage them to say more than just yes to the dress and instead say yes to being healthy and whole and strong and alive so that she can invest in her marriage for a lifetime. Maybe instead of saying you only get married once, we should change it to you only stay married once. So why not invest more on this front end season before the I do's, and spend money on, okay, you want to hear my suggestion? Pre-marital counseling instead of on that fancy dress. I'm just saying. So today throughout the conversation, I'm going to be giving you go steps as we move along. So choose one, whether or not you have a daughter who's engaged to be married, dating seriously, already preparing in the next month to say her I do's, even if that isn't your daughter's story and she's single right now, there are going to be practical things today that you as a dad can put into action now to help your daughters think beyond the dress, beyond the day. So here's my first go step. 
If you have a daughter who's engaged to be married or heading in that direction, take her out to lunch or dinner where it's just the two of you. Maybe you just want to press play on this 26-minute conversation today and let it open up some dialogue between the two of you. How easy could that be? You don't even have to write notes. You can just take this recording and play it for her because it's on iTunes at The Dad Whisperer or at my website, drmichellewatson.com, where you can retrieve it again where you're talking to her about what would it look like to dream beyond the day, to look beyond just the dress so that you're looking at something that matters more than just one day. Because I've heard a statistic, I don't know if this is accurate, but it's something like there is a 40% higher success rate of a couple staying together and navigating the relationship when premarital counseling is set in place. I mean, that's pretty big, right? So here's action step number two. What if you as a dad decided to pay for the premarital counseling. Oh my goodness, that is my new idea. Okay, this is hot off the press. Let's be the dad whisperer mandate that's going to go out to all the land that every time a daughter gets married, like we have traditions of dads walking their daughters down the aisle, why can't we have a tradition where dads pay for premarital counseling? I, I think it could be an updated view of the dowry, don't you? Where you as dads are putting your love for your daughters into action on the front end before she has said yes to the dress and say, I'm going to pay for counseling. So we could have it as a newsflash. Dads across America update outdated dowry tradition with premarital counseling paid by them. Okay, I love it. Okay, I'm getting way too excited, aren't I? So I would love to see dads put money there instead of in the wedding because I also looked up what is the current average cost of a wedding. You're going to not believe this when you hear it. $35,329. That's the average, meaning some are higher. What if you instead as a dad said, what if we took $5,000 on the front end and said, let's go down to $30,000 wedding and put that into premarital counseling? I'm just saying, I think it would make a difference. Okay, well, let's keep this conversation going. So here's my next go idea. Number three, what if your daughter who is ready to get married was to give away the flowers at her wedding to a group of people who are maybe, you know, disadvantaged or going through things that are hard. I know that I read something about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry doing that with their flowers, that they donated them to a hospice shelter and to a women's shelter. And I'm like, I love that. See, they thought beyond the day to something where where they had put money would have impact beyond just the day where they said their I do's. I think that's pretty awesome, don't you? So I think, okay, what about, though, let's talk about the other side of the coin. What about girls and women who are stuck in their longings to be married and they're in a constant state of grief because they're going to wedding after wedding or they're in wedding after wedding and they're watching their friends say, I do, but they don't get to have that experience. They don't get the shower beforehand. They don't get all the pomp and circumstance, but they're standing there cheering on their friends while they're grieving inside constantly being reminded that their reality isn't marriage, even though that's what they want. That is a real dilemma for many women. As dads, you probably already know this, but most of your daughters want to be married. I know that's not all of them, but I'd say it's the majority by far. Many women want the ring by spring, and they want to plan their special day and be the belle of the ball. And when it doesn't happen year after year, it's disheartening. That grief about being a bridesmaid and never a bride, it takes a toll on a lot of girls' hearts. And then they start believing that they'll never be chosen and there's no good guys out there because they look 
at the lay of the land and say, I think the good ones are already taken. And I love Psalm 38.9. It's one that has been one of my favorite verses, which is, All my longings lie open before you, O Lord. All my longings lie open before you, O Lord. So what I, what I have to ask is, what does that mean to live with open longings? Well, I believe it means to feel our longings and not deny that they're there, because honestly, it would be easier sometimes to just numb out and distract and, and pretend that they're not there because it hurts more. But it means being honest about our longings. That's what openness means, right? I'm not closed to that. But now let me give you the second half of that verse, Psalm 38, 9. My sighing was not hidden from you. In other words, the author of this chapter is saying, I have things that hurt deep. Because sighing, I looked it up in the dictionary, it means to emit a long, deep, audible breath expressing sadness, relief, tiredness, or a similar feeling. That is a very accurate definition of how a lot of unmarried women feel, where they're out of breath as they take that long and deep sigh of sadness. So I know that as dads, it's hard on you to see your daughters unhappy, isn't it? I mean, just just yesterday, I, I asked a friend to weigh in on this, and she has lived with longings to be married for a very long time. I would literally say for 25 out of her 29 years. I mean, that has been the one thing. If you know my friend Elizabeth, she says, I want to be a wife and a mother. And that's the one thing that hasn't happened. And even though she's been a Rose Festival queen and she has gotten her master's degree in special ed with children and loves them, the deepest longing of her heart has not been fulfilled until recently. She just got engaged about three weeks ago, 29 years old, to a guy who's older than her, and literally, she cannot believe that God has given her even more than she could have ever imagined or desired. So I asked her, I said, okay, Elizabeth, I want to ask you, because I'm going to be talking about this in my program. I want to actually just let you share your heart, you know, speak out of the overflow of your full heart right now. And I said, what would you now, now that you found your Prince Charming, you found John, John has found you. What would you say, as you know God has led you together, what would you say to the 20-year-old? Like looking back to the 19-year-old, even a decade ago, what would you say? Here's what she said. I'm a serial dater. I've gone on 60 first dates. But she said, with John, I knew before our first date that he was the one, right? They had had some other dialogue going, you know, email, phone calls before they'd met in person. She goes, that is God, that is God. Then she added, if I could speak to my younger self, I would say, Elizabeth, don't doubt. Trust in the desires God has given you and don't give up that hope because God is bigger than your dreams. But then I asked her, in the waiting, did you self-deprecate and wonder what was wrong with you because a guy hadn't chosen you? She said, no, that actually didn't happen to me. But she said, I have a lot of friends who have gone there. And I said, so do I. I have a lot of friends that have gone that path too. I said, is there anything your dad did that helped you during your waiting years? And you guys are going to love this. She said, my dad doesn't give advice, which is I know a lot of you. But she said, his example in life is his advice. He's who I measured every man against. He just listened and was present when I was sad. Look at that. He was present when I was sad. He didn't lecture or just try to do the glass half full version of counseling her, advising her. He just sat with her in her emotion. She said, I've never met anyone who is more present than him. He knew there was nothing he could say to make it better. Okay, how many of you men could say, I would amen that? And then I try to say something and it's wrong. But look at, he was present with her in her sadness. 
She said, but he and my mom prayed. He was steadfast and listened when it hurt. Then she said, we still go on our monthly dad-daughter dates. We've done this for many years. And she said, just this past week, we went and did roller coasters at Oaks Park. How fun is that? We're never too old for an amusement park. That's what I say. Dad's, maybe that's an idea. Maybe that's your ghost step this week. But she said, my dad and I started a tradition. I think this was her idea. So guys, this is go idea, go step number four. She said, I know that moms often go with their daughters to pick out their wedding dress. But she said, I invited my dad to go with me to pick out my rehearsal dinner dress. Isn't that an awesome idea? She said, my dad and I have this forever memory because she said he sat in the bridal salon. And it, I, I get that maybe some women wouldn't want to do that fancy of a dress. But Elizabeth Larson is a beautiful woman who loves girly things and loves beautiful dresses. So her dad met her in the way she needed him to. And he sat looking at dress after dress until the last one was chosen. Isn't that so cool? So dads, I'm going to even take this a step further because under this one, I'm talking about single women. What if you made a special day that's just you and your daughter where the two of you go out and you pick out or let her pick out a dress with your input and you pay for it? Come on now. I think that would be awesome, right? Well, the other thing is I debated bringing this up today, but you all know that I am still single. I've never been married. You may have assumed I was divorced. No, I'm 58 and I've never been married. But do you know what has happened is I now am definitely saying more than yes to the dress by stepping into God's yes for me as a single woman. So I often, you heard me say that, I would think, what is wrong with me that a guy hasn't chosen me, which now breaks my heart because just like me, oftentimes we as women have a standard where we measure ourselves as being worthy or valuable only if a guy chooses us. What about the rest of our calling? What about those things that we can engage in that show us that we have a purpose beyond the dress, beyond the wedding day? As I have stepped into this God-given calling to help equip dads to dial into their daughters' hearts, I can tell you I am on cloud nine. Like this has been the joy of my life. And even though I had a different vision for myself earlier on, and I know I would have loved that if God had you know, a husband and children for me. But now he has shown me that he can fill my heart as a single woman with so much joy that this to me is better and even more amazing than if I had said yes to the dress. So dads, here's my last go step idea for you is my dad had to tell me and I had to ask him, am I a disappointment to you because I'm not married and haven't given you more grandchildren? And I needed to hear from my dad that he was proud of me in my calling and that it wasn't just about my marital status. And many of you dads have told me that you do not look at your daughters with a disappointing glance, that you are proud of her. You have to tell her because if you don't tell us, we don't know that because we think that those expectations are there. It's kind of a cultural norm. And I can tell you, I stand out like a I would say a sore thumb. I'm an outlier on a bell curve as a single woman at this age. And yet, I love that someone recently said, you are the most vibrant single woman I know. And I said, okay, as glad as I am to hear that, why is that not more a common story? Why can't we be single women who are vibrant and saying more than yes to the dress? 
So dads, tell your daughters that they're beautiful and competent and enough just the way they are, because she needs to hear that from you. Well, as we wrap up this conversation today, let me review the go steps, because I've woven them out throughout the conversation. Take your daughter out. Let her listen to this whole talk today, and that may open up some conversation about saying more than yes to the dress. Decide to pay for premarital counseling. Woohoo, that's my one I'm most excited about. If your daughter's engaged or soon to be engaged, let her know that you will go out with her to buy a rehearsal dress if she's engaged or just a special outfit or some really fun, over-the-top thing just because you love her. Let that be her special day. If you have a single daughter, again, I'm saying lead her to say more than yes to the dress by really stepping into her calling with full throttle abandon, right? Fully alive for the glory of God and being who she is because she has you right there cheering her on. Let her know that, that you are on her team and it doesn't have to come with a condition that she's married. And tell your single daughter that she has vibrancy and purpose beyond her marital status. So there are a lot of practical ideas that you can put into action this week. And dads, before I close, I just want to cheer you on and say, what if you even, this is the extra go step, bought your single daughter a beautiful ring? What if you decided to put your money where your heart is and say, I want to take you out, get you a ring that will stand as a forever reminder that your dad loves you because it costs a lot. And remember, God himself said, where our treasure is, there our heart is. So that might even be a go step that if none of the other ones resonated with you today, that you're going to say, I want to take my daughter out and surprise her by getting her a really incredible ring or some piece of jewelry that she will wear forever. Well, today, if you're just listening, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, and we've been talking about how you as dads can lead your daughters to say more than yes to the dress. You can always go to my website at drmichellewatson.com where I have more resources. They're free for the taking. And you can always write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com and tell me how you're doing. Give me ideas for more topics you'd like me to cover. Dads, get out there today and intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads!